to down to down to. Yeah. Miffed and peeved. Miffed and peeved. That's a way of saying like you're angry or you're mad. Don't be miffed and peeved. Miffed. Don't be miffed and peeved. It's a real word. It's a real word. It's a real word. I don't use it. It's a real word. Not in your vocab? Down to down. Yes. This is Stephen Adams. Don't be miffed and peeved. No, you can't be miffed and peeved. Sorry. This is Stephen Adams. You can't be miffed and peeved because you're listening to Down to Dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of DailyThunder.com. Also, we're featured on Dash Radio. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 5 o'clock Central Time. You're listening on Dash Radio. Welcome. We're an Oklahoma City Thunder show. And today our show is brought to you by Grady Carter of Metro Brokers of Oklahoma. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in the Oklahoma City or surrounding areas? If so, I've got your guy. His name is Grady Carter. He wants to be your homeboy and you can find him at homeboyok.com, homeboyok on all social media platforms. Grady is so smart when it comes to buying or selling a home in the Oklahoma City market. He knows the market well. He knows exactly how to get you into the home that you want. He knows exactly how to sell the home that you have and that you'd like to get rid of. But most of all, Grady is just a good, fun person to be around. He will be your friend. I promise you. You will accomplish a goal. One, buy a home that you really love and be happy about it. Or sell your home and be really happy that you got a great value out of it. But maybe the best thing from it all is that you're going to come away with somebody that you can call a friend, somebody that you know is going to do right by you and your family. That's Grady Carter. Please check him out, homeboyok.com and homeboyok on social media platforms. Grady wants to be your homeboy. I've got my good friend, Taylor Dickerson, on the line. Taylor, what's up? Episode four. (laughs) Four. Uh, Five. Five. One. One. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I was thinking this morning on my uh, drive into work about a player that I feel like we don't highlight enough. Firkin Korkmaz. Firkin Korkmaz, man. He doesn't get a lot of... Uh, is he still on the Sixers? Yeah, n- not his play or even him as the person, but his name. Right. No, it's a great name. It just doesn't come up anymore because he doesn't get to play anymore. I know, but we, I mean, that should be a, a curse, you know, like at the game tonight, the Thunder are down big. Every shot that Clay Thompson or Kevin Durant hits, freaking Corkmaz. Freaking Corkmaz. Just keep that in mind, everyone. Just use freaking Corkmaz, please. Just... I'm glad you brought that up again. I totally forgot about <sighs> Freaking Corkmaz, guys. Freaking cork, Maz. <laughs> uh, we're going to answer as many of these questions as we can. We got 32, one of which is a gif of a man falling out of a casket at his own funeral. Um, and uh, yeah, we're gonna we'll get, talk about it. We're going to talk a lot about that when we get there, but I think it's like the 29th one on our list. So here <laughs> we go. Lester Freeman at Lester Freeman asks. What percentage of OKC struggles would you guess are due to the readily fixable stuff? Cold shooting, clutch defense, rusty rust versus things that are harder to fix, stars fit, Donovan, injured Russ? Basically, uh, what are the odds that they turn this thing around and why? Mm, I I think I don't I don't know. This is hard. I, I think it's just 
75% is rust and, you know, playing the same way the whole game. And then 25% are like the nights when they're cold and just missing, when all three of them are missing their shots. But that hasn't really been the case a lot. Like Paul George has had really good games. Melo's had good games. Russ is really the only one who's like kind of leaves something to be desired every game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I don't, I don't know if the Russ stuff is what it is. Like, no, I don't think anybody really knows and nobody's going to ask him one because he's not going to give a real answer. Some people are like, you should, somebody needs to tell Russell that he's not a good defender. It's like, good, <laughs> good luck with that. One, he's going to be very mad about that and you will probably pay some sort of price for that as somebody that's in the media. And two, like that's not going to change the way that Russell Westbrook plays. I mean, it's just, it's just not, I mean, if, if Fred Katz could change the way that Russell Westbrook plays, like, first of all, it's just a hilarious notion. Second of all, like, I think Fred would probably do it. <laughs> if, yeah. If Fred knew that he could have some kind of impact, he would do it. But I don't know. I think that a lot of the stuff, is fixable because the blueprint is there. The first quarter is there. We know what they're doing and they need to learn how to make adjustments themselves going through the game. They're still feeling out, you know, how each of them fits on this team. Uh, clearly that process isn't over. You would hope that it'd be over by now as we reach the end of November, but it's just not. And I don't, I don't know what to do with that. Maybe it's just going to take a lot longer than we thought. Russell is not right whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, I don't know. He's not right. I do think that those things will correct themselves. I don't think that this is a hopeless situation. I don't think this is a below 500 NBA basketball team. I just don't. I think this is going to correct itself. I think as we go through the month of December that we're going to see a lot of those corrections made, mostly because they have a really soft schedule. Um, but, you know, tonight, against the, I, don't, I don't expect those things to be fixed tonight. Expect the Warriors to roll over the Thunder tonight. Expect Detroit to be a really tough game on Friday. Uh, but, you know, next you get Dallas, Orlando, and then the Minnesota and San Antonio. Those are tough games. But then they get Utah, Brooklyn, Memphis, Charlotte, Indiana. Like, they should win all those games. Mm-hmm. Like, those are all winnable games, especially with Mike Conley out. Mike Conley's going to be reevaluated in two weeks. And so a Mike Conley-less, uh, you know, Grizzlies team... That's a that's gonna that should be a pretty s- simple matchup for the Thunder, but anyways, I, I think that most of the stuff will be th- they will be able to fix a lot of this stuff, and I think a lot of it will start coming together. I'm I'm just not that worried yet. It's still November. I'm I'm not that worried. I I think that they've got the blueprint there. I'd be more worried if they were just being trounced every night by teams and if they didn't even know how to get a lead or if you didn't ever even see flashes of stuff like this you just saw like a discombobulated team the whole game like they know how to get leads they know how to play well together they can be a great defensive team and they just need to figure out how to do that over the course of a whole game which is it's a problem obviously but i think that they'll be able to at least put it together they really only need to do it for two quarters like pick pick two quarters and do that for me because if i think they do that they are three or four games above 500 right now. Yeah, if it's the first and third quarter, then they'll win every game. Well, not every game, but they'll be, you know, a top three, four team in the league. Yeah. But they can't. The second quarter, I understand. 
like the, you know, rotations start getting different. There's bench players playing. It starts getting weird. That's usually what happens is if you build a lead, you can start to lose in the second quarter. But then the third quarter is what I don't get every game is like that's the same group as the first quarter. Right. So what? So why is it different now? It's a great question. I don't know. I don't know. And they're thinking about it. Like Melo talked about it the other night. He he doesn't really understand why. And they're, you know, I I don't know. I wouldn't use tonight as a measuring stick for the Thunder. Uh, They may just get blown out. Or, I mean, I don't know. They could win tonight. The Thunder could win tonight. They could. They could do it. Wouldn't it make you more? It would make me more mad if they win tonight. Yeah, like if they beat the they beat the Warriors by ten tonight. Just be like, well, what is this? Yeah, I'd be like, you mfers. What? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I will be more mad. I will not like this team more if they win tonight. Right. You guys lost to Sacramento and the Pelicans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd like to thank the press for sponsoring today's show. The press is in the Plaza, which is near downtown Oklahoma City. If you live in the Oklahoma City area or you live in Oklahoma, you probably know about the plaza. A lot of really cool restaurants, and this might be the coolest. It's a big space. The design and decorations are very thoughtful. There's a lot of character within this place. Uh, It's just a really cool restaurant. And above all of that, the food is just absolutely delicious. So if you like chicken fried steak, this is your place. If you like mac and cheese, this is your place. And if you like brunch, and who doesn't love brunch, this is your place. It's a brand new restaurant. It's a good place. You got a lot of people in town. I know you guys are eating Thanksgiving this week, but some of you have people in town right now that are just sitting at your house. Get them off the couch. Take them to the press. The press is so, so great. So go check it out. Please take care of the people that take care of us at Down to Dunk. And go eat at the press. You can follow them on social media. The press OK on any social media platform. Please eat at the press. Um, Jess2437. Uh, loyal listener, Jess. Uh, what is going on, Andrew? Uh, I'm just sitting here talking to Taylor. I don't know if she's asking like what's going on with the team or like what's going on with me. Mm. Um, That's home life though, man. Home life is great, man. Good. My kids, Good brother. My, kid, my kids are at a really fun age uh, where they're love to run around and they love to hit me and mm. <laughs> play monster games. It's fun. It's a great, great life right now. I'm just, it's, it's great, Jess. Thanks for asking. My life, my life is great <laughs> right now. <laughs> really having a great time. Um, trust the void. I trust the void. What alcohol <laughs> pairs well with blown leads? Um, scotch. Anything? Well, from, anything from Anthem, right? Oh yes, yes, of course. <laughs> anything from Anthem, which also goes great with um good wins too. Really, Anthem just goes well with anything. Yeah, get yourself a Ryder IPA today. <laughs> <laughs> they are in the liquor stores. I've seen them. Yeah, our good friend Alex Spears, who lives in Portland, but he's in town. Uh, for Thanksgiving, uh, he got one yesterday. We gave it a little RT. Uh, this, um, Midnight Ross, what are the chances that our late game collapses have been an elaborate scheme to throw off the Warriors film study? <laughs> <laughs> that is a really good question, and I don't have any faith that that's true. If that's true, then Billy Donovan is a sick, sick man. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> what if like what if that was the plan this summer from Paul George, Mello, and Russ, and they're like, we're gonna freak everyone out, but this we're playing the long game here. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna screw up our <laughs> regular season, get to the three seed. And then completely throw them off. <laughs> yeah, they, they're like, okay, we're going to do what we know we can in the first quarter, and then we're just going to let it fall apart. And they're going to be like, yeah. wow, like this team, we're going to be able to roll over this Thunder team. And then we know that we can play like we do in the first quarter the rest of the game. Ready? Break. Right. right. And then if, and if that's true, I'm going to say, hey, will you guys also be our government of the country? <laughs> Because you guys really know how to execute a plan. <laughs> I think you can probably ask that of a lot of people. Um, yeah. AP Yuck. How in the world is Golden State only favored by six tomorrow, which is now today? Also, how much would you be comfortable betting on that? Uh, and it's it's absurd, honestly, with the way that the Thunder have been playing lately <clears throat> and the talent that the Warriors have. And also, you have to take into account that the Warriors love to kill the Thunder. Like, they yeah. just they just love it. They get up for these games. I mean, last season, they just absolutely stomped on the Thunder uh, to, to do it for Kevin because Kevin needs somebody to stand up for him because he decided to leave a franchise and leave them in shambles. It's like, mm-hmm. what in the... I mean, they whatever it is, the, the Golden State Warriors are really good putting a chip on their shoulder about things that make no sense. And one of them is the Oklahoma City Thunder being did like you a listen, rival or whatever. Did you listen to that Bob Myers interview with Woj? Uh, I have no interest in listening to Bob Myers or a Woj podcast, so no. <laughs> well, it, it helped me understand why they do that more. Like the, why they create these like you know, uh, I don't know, like put those imaginary chips on their shoulder. Yeah. And it's because like, that's totally what their culture is, is like, that's how they got to the playoffs. The first time was being a team and like fighting for something together. And then he was talking about how they really are bored. Obviously they're bored and, you know, playing all these games, blah, blah, blah. You still have to find reasons to like play together and be good. And so I, like, I really think it's in their culture to just, they just make things up so that they can play yeah. basketball, you know? I'm really glad I didn't listen to that podcast now. <laughs> it made me like, well, they barely talked about that. To be honest, it made me like be like, uh, is Bob Myers like a cool guy? Which is bad, which is bad. So don't listen. Yeah, don't, don't think this. Propaganda. I've listened. I've actually listened to him before on some podcasts and he seems like a cool dude. He does. Except he probably for, is. Except for he's got sideburns. In 2017. I don't know about and that. And he still, like, spikes his hair up. Like, very ska hairstyle going yes. on. Yes. Yes. Very ska of him, especially in 2017. He's, he's a big Five Iron Frenzy fan, I've heard. Huge. Huge. Um, uh, the, thunder, the Thunder should... I mean, the Thunder should lose by way more than six. Like, that should be... I, I do not feel comfortable betting that. It's a weird line. Yeah. Um... But again, like this Thunder, like it's easy to talk bad about this Thunder team today. It's really easy, but you know, they could put together a good game tonight. It's very possible. So we'll see. I don't know, but it seems like a bad line to me as of right now. Is KD playing? Uh, we don't know yet. I assume he will. I assume he'll play. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't. Do I don't know. He looked fine in that video from last night where he's signing autographs and holding babies. 
Yeah, I think he's got a fake an injury, so he has something to play for tomorrow or today. That's true. And if he does play bad, then he can be like, yeah, it was my ankle. Yeah, great. <laughs> great. Uh, I can't wait. Really looking forward to tonight. <laughs> <laughs> From at B-Dub Guero, who is most to blame for the struggles? Um, I don't – okay, so – I thought about this question yesterday and went through basketball reference and gave the big four like a quick look down, you yeah. know, um, really they all have PERs around 20. I'm talking about the big three. So PG mellow Russ, they all have around the same PER. It surprised me that Russ has kind of the same advanced numbers as mellow and Paul George. Yeah. And actually his VORP is better than mellow and Paul George, um, which doesn't really surprise you about mellow, I guess. But Paul George is someone who has been passing the eye test a lot more this season. Um, So that kind of surprised me. And then I went to Steven Adams and his PER is like 24, 25. And his and his net rating is ridiculous. It's like 127 to 102 or something. Oh, man. Yeah, it makes sense. He's been crazy. He's had a great season. Yeah, he's been awesome. But but that's one you can watch and be like, yeah, Steven Adams has been good and all the numbers back him up. But Paul George has been and, – and, and I don't really get that. Maybe it's because of his minutes. Like the first half of the start of the season, he was playing weird uh, – with weird groups and was in a weird rotation. And now he's with the second unit. And so maybe his units aren't succeeding that much when he's the main guy on the floor. I don't know. But um, his VORP is lower than Russ's, and I believe his PER is lower than Russ as well. And that's like, uh, what? Yeah, he's had some inefficient games, though. Yeah. I think that that's probably where that comes from. And especially to start the season, he wasn't very good. Until he blew up very true. Um, against the Clippers, he hadn't played really well. Because, I mean, I remember like questions we were getting before that were, is Paul George a superstar? Like, where is all-star Paul George? And yeah. Yeah, and it's been recently that he's played really well. Uh, he leads the league in steals, which is pretty cool. Like he's been good. I don't. I think Paul George, in my opinion, like the guys who have played the best: Stephen Adams, Jeremy Grant, Paul George, and Carmelo Anthony. Mm-hmm. And so, I a lot of people. It's easy to blame Billy Donovan for all these problems. Uh, I I personally don't think it's a Billy problem. I think that sometimes the substitutions are strange and whatnot, but like the general message that he's putting out there uh, really works well in the first quarter, and then some for some reason it dies, and you can say like, well, he's not hammering at home; he needs to be yelling mm-hmm. at them. And like this is this is just a different deal. Like this isn't pee wee basketball where you can just yell at the kids and the kids do what you say. Uh, this is a not only like a player problem, but like a player problem that stems from a lot of bad habits that have been acquired over the years. Yeah. So these things just don't go away like that. Uh, it's going to take, it takes time for these guys to figure it out. Uh, I think, I don't think Billy's on the hot seat. I don't think Billy is going to get fired. I mean, if they, uh, let's say here's like the scenario where I can see Billy, them actually like even thinking about it. Is if they lose like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games in a row here, and they get they lose in you know to Utah at home on December fifth, and like the message is like dead, the locker room is gone, then they'll be like, you know what, like Billy, we love you, and we really thought that you were the coach of the future, but clearly this isn't working. There's 
is you're not getting through to these guys. But I don't think mm-hmm. that's going to happen. I really don't. I don't know that they're going to win tonight, but I do think they're going to put together some wins here coming up soon. Uh, to me, I think Russell Westbrook is the biggest problem for the Thunder. One, he's not making shots. Uh, two, his defense is just as bad as it's been in the past. I tweeted out a bunch of stuff yesterday about how bad his defense has been this season. Uh, you can look back at past seasons, and it's about the same. You know, like, yeah, this, like yeah. this is Russell Westbrook, the NBA defender. And some people are like, well, he's really good. Well, look at his DPRM. And all, as, well, I mean, I'm just watching the game. Like, do you guys see what he's doing? Like, he doesn't contest a lot of shots. Uh, and when he does, like, he will, he sometimes doesn't even put his hands up. Uh, he loves to basically be a free safety on the defense and loves to just be able to run around. Uh, I mean, Look at who. Go back and watch them at San Antonio game if you're a glutton for punishment. But he's he left Danny Green a ton of times, and Danny Green had a great night that last that night. And some of it is because his man was Russell Westbrook, and so Russ obviously does a lot for this team, and he is the reason that I mean he's the MVP. Like he's great, mm-hmm. he's a great player, but he has some big flaws. And right now he's not shooting well. His defense is flawed. And I just think some of it could be that he's just thinking too much. Thinking like, when do I get the ball to Mello? When do I get the ball to Paul George? And to me, some of Mello's problems is that maybe Russ gives him the ball too much um, and looks for him, you know, in the post, you know, that mid post area. Like Mello is not calling for the ball. Russ goes to that side of the floor and dumps the ball to him. And then if you're mellow, you're like, great. The MVP trusts me to do this. And so I'm going to do it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I yeah. think I like a lot of the problem is Russ. A uh, quick correction. Steven Adams PR is 21.8 and his net rating is plus 26 on the season. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. And uh, just, good. and I wasn't saying the the problem is Paul George earlier. I agree with everything you just said. And Billy Donovan is not the coach that um, he has never really made a lot of adjustments in game. He's kind of a coach that, all his coaching comes at practices and before the game in between games. And then when the game is there, he, the players play, he's never been someone to really like change up how they're playing during the game. How he sees it is, you know, he looks at an entire game and then we'll try to make an adjustment maybe for the next game, but he doesn't adjust in the game. So don't expect him to do that. And that also means that that's not his fault that games are falling apart during you know, the third quarter or whatever that is on the players. Then at that point, you know? Yeah. And he's very, I mean, he was very frustrated um, after the Pelicans game and during the Pelicans game as it was all falling apart. Uh, And some of it is luck. Like, let's be honest. Like teams don't lose this many close games without being a little bit unlucky. I mean, even like that Jameer Nelson, three that went in <clears throat> as, the, as the shot clock expires the pelicans had nothing the thunder defense had shut them down the ball just gets out to jameer he's at almost at half court he throws it up and it goes in great that was mm-hmm. a big momentum shot for whatever reason that helps shift the momentum toward the pelicans and the thunder could not get it back and that's a problem that the thunder can't shift momentum back to themselves uh as they like they, i mean they it's been it's just been weird to watch um, this is from the underscore under underscore Sternlich. The Thunder clearly need a fifth guy to complement the quarto KC. Quattro KC. Oh my gosh! 
Freaking Corkmas. Freaking Corkmas Quattro KC. Quattro KC. I'm sorry, Austin. I'm such a moron. Uh, the player isn't on the roster. Who could it be? And what would it take to get that player? Hmm. You have any ideas, Tayshaun? I, I thought about it last night, I get, but I didn't spend too much time thinking about players outside the team because I just keep thinking like, Patrick Patterson was going to be the starting four here before Mello. Yeah. And, you know, he was going to have surgery in the offseason. We knew that. Um, and, like, I just think that that's the guy who's, like, still going to hopefully come into his own and hopefully get more minutes and stuff. But that's – if you're looking for a fifth player to really contribute, especially with those starters at some point or a group of those starters, I just think it's Patrick Patterson. Is that not the guy you would trade for? In this case, if he wasn't on your team? Yeah, I think that you want a wing, though. You know? Yeah, I hear you. Just because Abrinas isn't really hitting shots or getting a lot of opportunity? Well, just because I think that you need... The Thunder looking for the same freaking guy they look for every season. They need a 3 and D wing. Yeah. I mean, it just comes down to that. I mean, I don't I don't know if you give Josh Hustis more of a look there as that fifth guy because he, like... he can defend and can shoot threes. I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's the guy on the roster. I agree. Patrick Patterson, um, he needs to, he needs to be better too. Right. A lot of this stuff is really simple with this team is that they just need to be better. I don't think that their the process in a lot of ways was terrible against the Pelicans. There were a lot of really good shots they just missed. And I don't think they're that far off from being a good team. They just need to hit shots. This is a this is a great roster. Like really all your role roster. players, yeah. all your role players are what you'd want them to be mm-hmm. on paper. Yeah. All your starters are way more than what you'd need them to be. So it's not it's not a roster issue at all. Right. It's not. You have all the players you need. Yeah. Uh, so now put it together. Right. Idiots. Yeah, I think they have enough like power forwardy guys. I don't I I think they could use another wing. And it's tough because there's just not a lot out there that can do everything you need them to do. Like a Kent Bazemore, but Kent Bazemore makes sixteen million a year, almost seventeen million a year for the next three years. Like what do you like how do you even cobble up enough money for that? You have to wait till January to trade Robertson. Then you I mean, are you the Kyle Singler and Terrence Ferguson? And then like what are the why would the Hawks do that, you know? And that is totally a player that would come here and then be awful. <laughs> no. Like he would be awful. Well, he wouldn't get any opportunity with the ball with this group. And then all his open shots, he'd probably miss for a while. Cause he's not, I mean, he's his percentages good, aren't like great. He's not been a good shooter, but maybe, I mean, I'm just trying to think of like guys that could possibly right, be right. had. Right. I mean, but I don't know. That's a guy that we, that ham and I talked about trading canner for was Kim Bazemore. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe look at Charlotte and like all these guys that you would trade for, they just make too much money or they don't make, or they're such a valued contract. And Thunder aren't trading for Jeremy Lamb. You know, I don't think that they're, (laughs) the Hornets are trading Jeremy Lamb at this point. He's got an 18 PERs making 7 million a year. Like, I mean, the Thunder don't want Michael Kidd Gilchrist. He doesn't solve their problems. I mean, he's worse than Robertson. Yeah. That's a worse Robertson. Um, People, just a reminder, 
there are players that are worse than Robertson offensively. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? It is totally that play amazing. minutes, and they're worse than Robertson's <laughs> offensive game. Uh, Nick Batum, but he makes twenty two million. You know, yeah. so I I really love Carmelo in the game, his game, and the way that he's played with the Thunder this season. But you, I just get like the feeling that this Thunder team could be a whole lot better if they had a guy like a Nick Batum or a Paul Millsap or somebody like that instead. Somebody that didn't have to have the ball. Somebody that's just going to play defense, move the ball, shoot when they're open. Um, but the Thunder, they have the roster that they have. But I'm just, that's just a worthless thought to throw out there. <laughs> But as well, far as like the fifth guy, I don't know who it is. I have the, I get the feeling that it's going to be a buyout guy. Like whoever it is that gets bought out, if there's a wing or a big guard that gets bought out, I think that that could be the fifth guy. Because right now the fifth guy is Raymond Felton. And Ray Felton's good, uh, but he that's not really the best role for him. I think he's playing too big of a role for this team right now. Yeah, he just needs to be a point guard who scores point, which is what he's doing. Yeah, but there's way too. You're you're right. There's too much dependence on him uh, in the minutes that he's out there. Yeah. Um, I also looked at like Wes Matthews, um, but again, how's, how's old Wes he been this year? Yeah, uh, he he's shot the ball well from three. He hasn't been good really otherwise, but just like Robertson and. Singler and Ferguson, like that's another. That's a package of players that you know, a guy that you could replace as a starter, and then two guys who really aren't playing. Yeah, and then again, if you're Dallas, he's only got two years left on his deal. Why? Why in the world would you do that? They probably wouldn't. Yeah, you know, it would probably have to be Robertson and Abrinas and Ferguson. Then it's like, well, that's a terrible deal for the Thunder. Um, but I, I also just think. Again, like these guys have to play better. Like these guys just need to be better. Period. That's just it's it's kind of simple, but it's just I think it's just true. Like this team can be better, and they need to be. Yeah, Russ and Paul George are your two best players. Stephen Adams is your center, and then you have Melo as a role player, basically. Right. If if all things you know go the way they're supposed to, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. That is a top three team in the league. Mm-hmm. It is like without changing anything else. So yeah, I'm not. I, I'm, I don't think we should trade anybody yet. Yeah, I don't think they will. But I do think that they. And I love Robertson. I think he's a good player. But I think that he limits you. And mm-hmm. clearly, Billy agrees because he hasn't played him to close games, and maybe he will tonight against a team that. Has some quality wings or actually quality wings. I, I don't want to talk about yeah. how good the the Warriors yeah. are. Um, they're pretty good sometimes. They're they're fine. Uh, the ninety seven Gunner. Uh, at what point should we go for the six seed? Um, I don't think as far as like seeding goes, I don't understand people talking about seeding in November. I can think it makes no sense to talk about that because you get yourselves into conversations like, you know what, the Atlanta Magic could be a top four seed. And yeah. then like a week yeah. later, you're like, oh, well, that was a stupid thing to say. Don't yeah. talk about seeding until like February or March because that's that's when you can start to really see, okay, here we go. Like let's this is where, you know, so-and-so needs to get. Um, but I think that when you talk about seeding at this point in the season – it you just you walk away not looking very good um, at the end of the season. So, and I think I think his point is to just be: Do we need to lower expectations from 
the third seed to the sixth seed so that you still miss the Warriors. I think that's what he's implying. But, yeah, it's just still so early. It hasn't even been 20 games. Right. Yeah, it's it's too early. But, I mean, in March, maybe they should look at that. And I would do what he's suggesting, basically, is that you're – you tank away the four and the five seed and go for the six because then yeah like, for we, sure you're gonna play San Antonio in the first round like that San Antonio team like they're good but if you're the Thunder I don't know how much that they scare you mm-hmm. you know just like the history of the Thunder and the and the Spurs in the playoffs I just think that the Thunder would have a good shot against them so I'm um, I understand where you're coming from I totally get it um so yeah I would. I mean, it's something to definitely consider, but down the road, we don't need to talk about seating today. Um, from at I teach, when will someone hold Russ accountable on defense and who could get through to him? Uh, we touched on this a little bit earlier, but what do you think, Taylor? Um, I think the opportunity for that was like eight years ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what? He has, we talked about this earlier, but he's just been this player forever and his offense has gotten better. But, like, do you not think – like, it's weird that we think that people don't – haven't talked to him about defense before. Or that, like, the coaches are being like, Russ, you missed this here, whatever. Like, he just doesn't – that's just not him. And that used to be him in college, and people talk about that a lot, you know. Yeah. But it's just not – I don't know. That's just not the way his mind is now in the NBA. And it's I, – I don't think anyone is going to – Unless it's like a situational in-game thing, like, Russ, we really need you to lock this guy down on this play. Okay, he can do that. But no, I mean, he's not going to be all of a sudden this, like, amazing Kawhi Leonard two-way player, you know? Yeah. Uh, If you're holding hope for that, I mean, it's been a decade since he was Pac-10 Defensive Player of the Year or whatever he was. I mean, it's just not – you're right. not going to happen – um, he can be better. Yes. Ha- will he show flashes? Yes. Will he better be better in the playoffs? Very likely he will be. But if you're expecting him to be better on defense, I wouldn't hold your breath. Uh, does he need to be better? Yeah, he does. But is right. he going to be? Probably not. Uh, this is from at Jason Hubbard. Uh, TQ number one. WTF. <laughs> what the frickin' Corkmaz? What the frickin'? What the frickin' Corkmaz, uh, TQ number two. You know, how much energy does it take to launch a clothing line? <laughs> Haven't seen much about it, but Russ is legit launching a side biz. Yeah, man. Russ has got a lot of things going on in his life. I mean, Jason yeah. makes a good point. Like, he's he's got this clothing line. He's got a child. He's got a lot going on. He's got his Why Not Foundation. He's got a lot going on. He's got to balance a lot of things. He's got Carmelo Anthony on his team. Like, he's got a lot going on. Yeah. He's got a lot. And maybe mentally, it's going to take some time for him to adjust. And it could be something as simple, backslash complicated as that. Hey, um, so did you know he had like a like a showing at this uh, automotive store on Penn in like 36th yeah, or 39th? He had a, his pop up thing, right? Yeah, he had like a pop up thing, yes. and there was. Uh, did you know his bodyguards beat someone up? No. Yeah, can I tell this story? Uh, it's very quick. Yes, please. Okay, so there was this guy, just some dude on a bike, and he kept yelling at people like and a just messing, like a bicycle, and he kept okay. yelling at people and messing with people, harassing people, 
and there's a shell across the street. And he went over to this dude in a car and was messing with him and was like in his face. I don't know what the deal was and like punched him. He punched the dude in the car. So then the dude in the car gets out and this guy on the bike is just being a weirdo. Like, I don't know. He's just a weirdo, you know? So then, and this has been an issue for a minute. And so Russ's bodyguards, these two huge dudes go over there and people are filming this. They go over there and they just whoop the crap out of this dude. And everyone is like just cheering and whatever. And then they just walk and then the police come and arrest that guy and take him away. And then it's just whatever party's on. Wow. Yeah, it was, it's pretty wild. I'll try to show you the video. Do you think Russ ordered that? Uh, yeah. Ordered the beating of a man. I, I, but you don't say it like that, right? You're just like, Hey, will you guys, will you guys handle this, please? You guys take and care of this like, problem, please? I get it. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, that is, that's crazy. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's thinking about, man, I shouldn't have had them beat up that guy. I'm missing threes. He'd be like, Ennis would be so mad at me. I'm, I'm behaving as their, as the Turkish president. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what would Ennis think? What would uh, Ennis think of and me? Andrew Kesey, we all knew this is going to happen. It's going to take longer than expected. I mean, Andrew's right. It, it's going to take longer than we expected. Uh, at N underscore mill 22. Coming from a dad with a six-month-old, do you think that Russ is just too tired to close out on defense? He's too talented not to play hard on defense. We've covered this some. He's never really done it. His closeout numbers that I put out yesterday, look at his numbers from his numbers last year. They're exactly the same, like like slightly better, like very slightly better. I think he was at like 4.4 or 4.5 closeouts per game right now. He was at 4.6 last season. Like he's just... He's basically the same guy. Mm-hmm. Um, S.J. Higgy. Why do you think Felton got prime fourth quarter minutes to close out the Pelicans in lieu of Robertson? They still had a foul to give or bring us. Love backslash hate. Um, I, I don't know. I liked it for that. I mean, Felton sometimes is the only player who has it going in a game, which is like, that's pretty scary. But sometimes there are there are these games so far where you're like, okay, Felton should just play 25 minutes tonight, you know, or he should just stay out there on the court. He's hitting his jumpers, so and Robertson's been pretty bad or useless. So I, I don't know. I don't hate it. I, I hate that that has to be an option, but game to game, I'm not hating it. Yeah, I would like to have seen Alex Sabrinas get a shot. Mm. Um, to be that guy. I just don't think that Donovan trusts him on the defensive end. Um, but then my question is, who is he defending, you know, at that yeah. point against the right. Pelicans? Like, give him, let him miss, you know, 10 threes out there. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I just think that he needs more of a chance to to be that guy for, for OKC. Um, and maybe even Jeremy Grant at that point, who's been playing well, or give Patterson a chance to be that guy. Uh, but at that point, the the Pelicans are going pretty small uh, without Boogie in the game. So I don't know. I I know that I mean Billy at that point he's just trusting a veteran that he that has been playing well and that's a vocal yeah. leader on the team. Yeah, and you know, it's like a kind of a Derek Fisher type situation going on. <gasps> no, <laughs> I'm just having I'm just thinking about in the in the playoffs now how we're playing the Spurs and 
Felton switched on to LaMarcus over and over again. <laughs> all, all I'm seeing is like millions of feet on millions of lines. Right. Like so many toes on lines right now. <laughs> <laughs> Triggered. Um, at D Puzzle 23, Dave Abbott. Hello, Dave. Dave asked a question that we've kind of already covered. Um, team, team Taco Core. Hmm. I did a good job reading that one. Yeah. It was getting a little dicey in my brain. Good job, Luke. Yeah. Russ looks slower and less explosive. Um, Our base player is best years behind him. I don't think that this is the Russ we're going to see. I think that he's going to get better. Um, ZJ Grizzle, is it just me or are the Thunder not getting out in transition very well this year? Could this help their offensive trouble? So that's funny he asked that because that's what I was thinking too, if you just watch the games. Yeah. But then when I brought this up, you had some stats that kind of say, no, that's not really what's going on. They are getting out in transition. Yeah. I I think maybe the question should be, do they need to play faster? Yeah. Uh, do they need to not tra- – because they're getting out in transition quite a bit, and it's because they you know, deflect a lot of balls – I, I couldn't avoid saying that. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they deflect a lot of balls and they get on transition. And I think that they do need to play a little bit faster. I think that they rely too much um, on, like, Mello in the half court or Russ in the half court. I don't I don't know. The half court offense hasn't been good so far this season. And so you'd like to see them uh, play faster, look to get mm-hmm. better shots, Uh but yeah, I don't. I don't think transition is necessarily a problem. But I do think playing faster could solve some of their problems. Yeah, and something that I've noticed too is you know how Mello is always tr- so when we switch from defense to offense, and if it's not in transition, uh, last year even if it's not in transition, Russ could turn those into transitions. Yeah, you know transition plays. But now it's kind of harder because he has a couple players trailing him, like especially Mello. Yeah. It takes Mello. 10 seconds to get to an, a position on the floor in which he can actually shoot. And he's doing that on purpose, you know, to be like a release valve. Like maybe I'll get a three point shot here at the top of the key. Yeah. And he does that a lot. But like, I wonder if that contributes to, Oh, well I don't have a player up here screening for me or like the guy who's supposed to be up here with me at top of the key isn't here to screen. And I don't know, you know, there's a lot of weird things that happen when players aren't, um, Hustling that much and Mello maybe is just looking for a shot or, you know, if I'm slow getting here, my defender will forget about me and I'll get and I'll be open. But maybe that's not what this team needs. Yeah. And we haven't seen a ton of like those like trailer threes from him that he was doing earlier in the season or even in I mean, really the preseason was like a great example. Like you want yeah. to see like what the Thunder should be doing. Go watch that Nuggets game. Uh, in the preseason where they're moving the ball, they got a lot of trailing threes, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's still, it's a problem for them. And they, mm-hmm. it's just a part of like the feeling out process with this team from Atlanta's Dallas, bigger margin of victory. OU win over Kansas last Saturday, 38 of the warriors over the thunder on Wednesday. Sad face. Oh, I don't think they're going to beat him by 38. I don't think so. I mean they could. They could. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they will, but they could. I and don't just think they will either. Earlier on that question, how comfortable are you betting the minus six uh line to Warriors? Like so comfortable. Like sleep for ten hours comfortable. 
betting that way. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, at Inshug, is it possible that we're going to have a subpar regular season and be exceptional in the playoffs? Like, make it to the Western Conference Finals? Yeah, I, I don't see why that is... Um, uh, why that's out of the question. Yeah. It might it might take all the way until like March until this team like really clicks in anyway. Yeah. And then you know, which might be better for them long term, but it's just hard to suffer through right now. Yeah, this team could look could be a lot like that last Durant and Baca team. Where the regular yeah. season we we're like, man, the Thunder they got all this talent. They're just really not that good though. And people just crap on waiters and canner and you know, people could do the same thing to the Thunder Bench and Patrick Patterson and Mello and all these dudes and just say that they're not any good. And then, like, all of a sudden, the playoffs start and, like, whoa, the Thunder just beat the Spurs in the first round and are up, you know, right. three, three to two on, on the Rockets. And, like, wow, I didn't see this coming. You know, like, that, could, that could without a doubt happen. The Thunder have that kind of talent. Yeah. to do this and like trying to call what what's going to happen in the playoffs during the regular season um unless it comes to the teams like the warriors has typically been a pretty stupid thing to do so yeah um yeah of course like this team and, could of course still be a western conference finalist and it's just the offense that they really need to click i mean defense you've already seen that defensively they can be really good and then in the playoffs everyone buckles down and does even more of the little things especially like Russ and Mello, you'll see them buckling down a little bit more yeah. um, defensively. And so defense, I totally think they will be like elite, elite in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I think there's no reason to think that the offense can't click by then. Yeah, without a doubt. Next question comes from at I am the JK. Has our rebounding and or rim protection taken a hit with Mello at the four? Um, I don't know. What's the answer? Yeah, I mean they've been a definite. I mean the Thunder were like base one of the best rebounding teams last season, and with Melo at the four, they have not been a good defensive rebounding team. Uh, they're still pretty good offensive rebounding team, mostly due to Russ and Stephen Adams, who's been a monster mm-hmm. on the offensive boards. Uh, and then also the Thunder first for the first time in a long time, or I guess really the. Last season, this was the case as well, but they don't have a weak side shot blocker. You know, they relied yeah. on uh, Serge Ibaka to be that guy for a long time, and that is not Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> if you didn't know, he's not a great mm. weak side defender. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, they're playing a different style of defense. They're switching a lot. Uh, they don't have that guy there. I mean, you could say, like, we should start Jeremy Grant, but, you know, Carmelo to the bench. Like, well, you know what? That kills your spacing now you have three guys on the court that can't shoot like that's not really a solution uh to your problem and jeremy grant the drives that he's been really successful at i don't know that they work when you have robertson and adams on the floor and go look at the lineup data with grant and adams on the floor together it's really bad uh i don't think that's a solution but yeah those things do take a hit but offensively this team can be a juggernaut and you see that you know in the first quarters where they're just destroying teams they have the best defense by far in the nba in the first quarter and carmelo anthony is on that roster or on that squad that's you know getting out to those big leads so i think that Melo is a fine he's been a fine defender i haven't really had a problem with him 
Uh, he's definitely made some mistakes here and there and contributed to the bad defense in the fourth, but he can, I, I don't know. I don't have a lot of problems with Carmelo and the way he's played so far. Um, no. So, but it is, no. it's also an adjustment for him talking about adjustments to be a full-time power forward. You know, he, he was not that guy in New York. He's been on the wing for most of his career. He's played maybe one season as a full-time four and you know, he's, he's also adjusting to that. Yeah. And, uh, weak side, uh, help defenders. I mean, it's not mellow, but if you're on the right side, it is Paul George sometimes. And, um, also it's Robertson sometimes though. Robertson doesn't play that much mm-hmm. and weak side really only helps that much when like Adams is already at the rim right? and he's only playing 30 minutes a game and has been out for, I don't know, four games this three or four games this year too. So, um, no, it's not mellow. You know, it's funny though. Steven Adams is averaging more offensive rebounds than defensive rebounds this year. Right. Yeah, that's been a weird, weird thing for him. Yeah. And he has more total offensive rebounds than defensive rebounds, which... Yeah. Um, but don't, I think a lot of that, too, is on the defensive rebounds, he's just boxing his guy out. He's just like, my guy is not getting an offensive rebound. Yeah. And then, you know, and then Russ gets it or one of the guards get it or something. So... That could probably explain that, but geez, four offensive rebounds per game. It's that's insane. insane. Yeah. That's insane. It is crazy. Uh at Roach M D twenty three. How do we fix this team? A more time to gel. B coaching change. C personnel change or D hopeless, really very extremely sad face. A. More yeah, time to gel. Yeah, it's too early to I mean they're not gonna fire Billy Donovan. Uh, they're not, I mean, who are they going to trade? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's just too early to do any of that. Yeah. I mean, you haven't given this team enough of a chance if you're doing those things in your... I mean, the, you, I would be scared because it means that Sam Presti is, you know, losing his mind because that's not a Presti move at all to be mm-hmm. reactionary like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, at B Week Gallery, should Russ, A, go back to slinging dope or should he, B, maintain and try to cope or C, just get crazy and wild or should he choose D create the G <laughs> child? Uh, I don't know. I think this is from a song and people are probably going to be like, how do you not know what the song is, man? But yeah. I'm sure that these are lyrics to a song. seems so. like it, but uh, thanks Bobby. Thanks, wrong people. We love you, Bobby. <laughs> From at Alan underscore Miller. Jay probably knows it. Yeah, I'm sure Jay knows this. Uh, there's a lot of frustrated fans out there and many more after tomorrow's game, which is tonight's game, which is the Warriors game. What are some anger management techniques Thunder fans should practice? Um, me- meditating, man. Do some meditating on, uh, I don't know, like, yes. It's this team, like you're high. We're all highly invested in this team, but like just the, like meditate. What matters to you? Like what really right. matters to you? Like if the Thunder team matters that much to you, let's let's do some let's do some reassessing. Uh, maybe go for a run. Maybe do some jumping jacks, deep breathing, uh, or just understand that these are you know millionaire basketball players that don't know you. I mean, maybe maybe that. And and we don't really know that either. Oh, the whole yeah. thing's oh, yeah. a dang sham. We're just <laughs> that's the thing. Quit putting personal we have to stop investing personally into these people that we don't know. 
Like we think that we know them, but we just don't, you know? And that's the point. That's no, fandom, like, though. It's irrational. That's, 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 what that's fandom. It's irrational, but I think you can irrationally like a player, but not have to like put your faith in them as a person because you don't know them as a person. Yeah. That's yeah. idolatry, and that's like heretical, man. That is true idolatry. <laughs> <laughs> From that Sam uh, Wise, was it unrealistic to think this team could mesh after only two or three months? Like it might even take more than one season, right? It hasn't even been two or three. Mm-hmm. It hasn't even been two months. Yeah, I don't know. Give us some, give us some time, Sam. Um, Kelly Miller, which hockey team are y'all going to root for instead? Uh, the the Flyers is that one? How um, about uh, the Ice Picks? I'm going for the uh, the Blue Leaf team. Oh, the Blue Leaf teams. Yeah, the Blue Leafers. Uh, how about the um, the Blades? Is that one? Um, the 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 Fire Tires. What is it? Detroit Fire Tires. I think so. How about uh, the Stick and Pucks? How about the Mother Puckers? Uh, Mighty Mighty Ducks. Oh, the Mighty Ducks. That's our. T- oh, that's actually a team. I think. Is it? I think so. Well, they're that's, not, that's my team then. The ducks. Yeah, we're Ducks fans. Yeah, Muddy Ducks. Uh, at M. Haggard, how would you convince Melo to come off the bench? I wouldn't because I don't think the Thunder have a better option right now. I don't no. think Patrick Patterson's playing well enough to uh, be that guy. Um, from at Hunted by a Meta, when Collison becomes head coach, do you see him dunking on players after games as punishment? <laughs> no. No, but I do. I do like the thought of him uh, being in a suit with a clipboard in his hand. Yeah, I do. Very, very GQ coach. Man, I kind of want that to happen. Do you think? Do you think he wants to be a coach? Uh, I think he wants to do something with the I team. Think he does too. Like a front office exec. I don't know if he wants to be a coach or not. That's. A, I mean, that's a huge commitment to be a NBA I, coach. I definitely see him as more of like the behind the scenes exec guy. Not really like. You know what I mean? I see him as like a manager or like yeah. a something like that. Cressy's right hand man, Mister Manager. Right. Um, this is from S L S R Little Jenquist. That <laughs> <laughs> can't be right. I'm sorry. Um, this is a uh, gif of a man who is falling out of a casket. Um, from at Trey Whistle. Um, this is an awkward picture of. Awkward gift of Britney Spears. Uh, from at <laughs> Cow's Mom One, this is um, Kelly from the office saying, Yeah, I have a lot of questions. From at Team. Thank you, people. Court. Thank you, people who. These are all direct replies to a tweet that says, Send us TQs for tomorrow's podcast. And they're just, <laughs> <laughs> just gifts of their feelings i guess yeah thank you you guys are awesome <laughs> thanks for your feelings <laughs> uh team taco corp again when will the thunder be over 500 at what game mark i would say give it till december 10th and if they're not over 500 by december 10th then blow it up blow this thing up trade rusk fire billy go for the number one pick at Mark Peterson, last question: Who are your two best Thunder? Who are the two best players on the Thunder this season? Paul George and Stephen Adams. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, who's third? 
Shoot. I don't know. Mellow probably. Yeah. Mellow or Jeremy Grant. Yeah. I don't, I just can't, I'm just always going to have a thing with Jeremy Grant. It's not that I don't think he's good, yeah, but I do. just wonder how good he is. Yeah, Freaking cork <laughs> You know, you know what sucks this year too, is that Robert Covington is like legitimately good now. Oh, he's very good. I but keep... I just, and people tried people, someone called us out. Robert Covington has not been good until this season. He's defensively, defensively, he's been really good. He even last season he didn't shoot above forty percent from the field. Is that true? Yes. Oh wow! Oh Bob Cove. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> did we really do twenty nine questions? We did. Well, we we did thirty two questions, including the the gifts. So wow. thank you guys for giving us your questions. Uh, if we're gonna Taylor. Me, Taylor, and Jay are going to be at the game tonight. I'll be sitting in uh, Cloud City at the uh, in the media section above Loud City, and then Taylor and Jay are sitting in the same section together. Not together, but separately in the same section in Loud City. So I, I can't wait to uh, be at the game with you tonight. It's going to be really fun. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. Uh, don't be too discouraged, Thunder fans. Even if tonight just goes so poorly, if they just get crushed... Please don't don't fall for it. The Thunder are going to be fine. They're going to be a good team. Don't worry. I know things have sucked lately, but they're. I think this is just a blip in the radar that happened, and it happens at the beginning of the season, which really sucks because, you know, when something happens at the beginning of the season, it makes you think, like, this is going to happen the rest of the season, which is not always the case, and I don't think it's the case with the Thunder. Uh, follow Taylor on Twitter at Tayshawn Appleby. Even though he didn't tweet all that much, you can still <laughs> follow him. Follow us on Twitter at down to dunk. Uh, we really hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. Don't let the thunder ruin your Thanksgiving. Have fun. If you have an uncle that likes to talk bad about the thunder, make sure you seat, seat yourself away from them. Uh, go eat at the press over this weekend. It's a delicious place. Um, and, uh, go, uh, if you're trying to buy or sell a house, go to, uh, homeboyok.com. Thank you so much for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. We love all of you and have a great Wednesday. And don't worry if the Thunder get killed by the Warriors tonight. And Russell Westbrook has a better vorp than Robert Covington. Covington sucks. Ooh. <laughs> 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 <laughs>